Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Spread it across the country. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It is the Friday edition, the hype edition, so you know we've got Serena Morales, LA Rams team reporter with us. We're going to get to that conversation in just a minute. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about this matchup down in Dallas. We're going to talk about the O-line and what that might look like coming into this game. Uh, we're going to highlight Andrew Whitworth and some of the things that he's doing and how he's getting recognized uh, not only by the Rams, but by the NFL. We're also going to talk about Todd Gurley, his relationship here in the L.A. media, uh, as well as our classic Take Your Pick and the predictions to wrap it up. So a great show. Uh, guys, don't forget to go find the show on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend. Download. Uh, we always appreciate you guys uh, interacting with us as well. So you can find us at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. For our guests, you can find her at Serena and on Twitter as well as at Morales Morales on Instagram. Uh, but as I mentioned, fully packed Friday show to get you ready for this Dallas Cowboys game on Sunday down in Dallas. So with that, let's just get right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by LA Rams team reporter Serena Morales, and this is your lead story. Serena, with only three games remaining, the Rams are playing hotter than ever, uh, but with still an outside-looking-in type of situation right now as we are on the outside of the playoffs. This week down in Dallas versus a team that has all the talent in the world, but the record shows differently. I know the players and the coaches, they're not going to take this game lightly. Um, how important is it for the Rams to get off to a hot start on Sunday, and how do you think they could do that? I mean, you saw it, right, like last week. I think that was like sort of – it's funny the way that the team has progressed over the past month, I'd say. You know, you see, you know, there were a few losses that were just not – like out of character, I think, and pretty upsetting for the team. Any loss was upsetting. But, you know, the, some of these, like the, the Ravens game, while that like stung, I actually think it was a really good learning um, right. experience for the team because you go against – probably the toughest quarterback you're going to face all season. And then you go against a similar quarterback, similar style um, with Kyler Murray. And it was just like, you know, destruction almost. And yeah. then you have a similar, again, another similar style quarterback with Russell Wilson. And I mean, man, the way that they were able to, to like really put pressure on Russell Wilson and make him uncomfortable. I mean, that was the biggest takeaway I, I saw from the Seahawks game was you're making a guy who's a veteran quarterback, like, frustrated, like, right. seriously uncomfortable. Like, it was like he had a wedgie the whole time. <laughs> and you're sort of like, this is Russell Wilson. Like, what's right. happening? You know, you don't want to, you know, his jerry curl was just a little too hanging too low. Like, it wasn't, it was like, what's going on? And Sierra was at the game, and you never really see a Russell Wilson really, you know, lose his, his cool. And so now we go into another situation again where you're going to face a very high-powered offense with Zach Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. And I would say the same, you know, put pressure on this guy, make him uncomfortable, stop the run, 
And then, yeah, as far as our offense, getting things going, if the defense can keep doing what they're doing, then it's going to give a lot of opportunity for the offense to get aggressive early on in this game. You know, obviously the focus is to get Todd Gurley the ball, get that run game going so that it opens up other opportunities for us with the passing game. Now, that is awesome. And, man, if, if you're a quarterback and you thought you feared Aaron Donald before, if you know he's out there giving wedgies, you're in big trouble now because uh, that might change your whole <laughs> outlook on a game. But you're right. That was, I mean, that's a great point. Russell Wilson never looked comfortable in that game. And even going back to when this Rams offense struggled, that was one of the things we said about Jared Goff was trying to get him to where he felt comfortable in a game. And a lot of that started up front with his protection. Um, and coming into this week, you know, we talked about how they've really – done such a great job that offensive line as they've moved pieces around for you know a handful of weeks till they finally got to this setup that we're sitting at now um obviously you got rob habenstein that's getting back to healthy again uh where do you see him playing in with this o-line this week in your opinion because i know sean mcveigh's not going to tell us anything till probably like fri- late friday saturday afternoon or even hours before the game but if 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 you're coaching this team, what do you think how, how we should approach this offensive line and, and getting him either in the mix or, or holding off on it for now? Yeah, I mean, right? Uh, yeah, you know, me, if I'm, I'm a coach, because no one's ever asked me that question before, so that <laughs> makes me excited. Um, no, honestly, I, if, 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 it doesn't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's right. sort of my eyes. Um, I, I like having the insurance policy with Rob versus – Let's throw him back in and take away what Bobby's doing. You know, like there's been so many injuries to this O-line. I'd rather have one extra guy who is really good and can step in and step up when we need him versus, hey, we got him, we got him back. Let's throw him in the, you know, let's throw him in at a at right tackle. Like there's no, there's no urgency. So to me, I think, you know, you having Rob, hang out, get him some extra rest, I think is, is great. You know, Todd Gurley said today during his presser, you know, how someone asked, hey, how are you feeling? It's week 15. And he goes, no one feels rested. No <laughs> one feels like, oh, yeah, I'm totally feeling good. Muscles are not at all. Like, no one feels like that. So if you've got, you know, more of a veteran guy like Rob to take an extra week, you know, and the and the O line is is staying consistent. I think you know keep keep them hanging out, and there's no pressure. Rob's doing I you know behind the scenes that you know fans don't necessarily see. Like he's earning that paycheck because you know he's helped Bobby Evans really um, get into a role where he's comfortable. And I gotta give a shout out to Austin Blythe actually. When Brian Allen uh, was hurt and he jumped in at center, you know those aren't easy transitions and right. I always say this and, and I realize like it's not sexy to go oh the O-line you know like <laughs> what about the passing game what about Todd Gurley and this and that but on some real like that that is not easy to do and the way Austin Blythe has not only just transitioned to taking over at center but to be so um calm cool collected I think he is calmness and and someone else had said this to me one of the coaches said Austin Blythe gives Jared the calm, right? Like, right. Um, and it's been a, it's a very drastic uh, personality from like uh, Brian Allen, who's hilarious. He's one of my favorite guys to talk to. But you know, Austin's really sort of working well with Jared in the fact that he's like, okay, well, we'll just get it done, and that's sort of how <laughs> Jared is. You know, you see, you take what you get from Jared. Um, so I just you got to give a shout out to Austin Blythe who's come in 
handled his business and it's been really impressive to see. And I always joke that Austin White is one of the most normal people you'll ever meet in the NFL. But, you know, to, to even to that extension, like he's so normal and he continues to act normal in extreme circumstances that are like, what, what, what? Like anyone else would be like, I'm sweating. My armpits, what happened? I don't know what's going on. And he's like, okay, no problem. You know, just uh, figure it out. And he's very smart and he, he's carried himself well. So I, I think he's made a huge impact on that O-line. And I want to like, we, I think we forget about those unsung heroes. So shout out to Austin Blythe. And yeah, I, I'm totally happy with Bobby Evans to keep rolling and give, give Rob, Rob some rest. So take I- it. I love it. That was actually, I appreciate that shout out because you're right. And even the other day, we were trying to mention a few players that we hadn't uh, mentioned enough. And, you know, Johnny Munt was another guy that, you know, has really shown up the last couple of weeks and, and he's not out there catching a hundred yards like Higby and getting all that uh, love on social media and with pro football focus. But man, he's getting some of that dirty work done. And, and for a guy with going back to Austin Blythe is, you know, he was originally in center with the Indianapolis Colts. It didn't really pan out there. He came over here and the Rams were like, well, we're going to throw you in at guard. And they moved him over. And then now that here he is back at center and it's like, it's like he refound a home there. Um, and you're right. Having that personality of the way Jared Goff is and the way that he is, uh, that is working right now. And it's, it's kind of just going and people, you know, we wanted to blow up the offensive line earlier this season. And every time they did anything, it was like, Oh, those are terrible. Now they're good. And, and some of those guys are not getting enough of the credit. So I appreciate you taking out the time to kind of mention them there because much deserved uh, as all those guys are across the line. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about that O line and, and pin out a couple guys and talk a little bit deeper on some things that will be coming up in the next segment. So we're going to take a break. We're going to step aside. We got more with Serena Morales, Lockdown Rams, Friday Hype Edition, right after this. Before we get over to the next segment, are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash into your wallet. Between football season coming down to crunch time, NBA in full swing, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in action with my bookie. So whether you like to bet a lot on one game or bet a little on multiple games, they got it all for you. Try Parlay. For instance, if you like a couple big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win than they do. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you will get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer once again. That's promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Also sponsoring the podcast, you guys know the deal. Blue Chew is not only for the guys who can't perform, but those guys looking for an extra little boost in the bedroom. And any way you cut it, the Rams have been listening to us here on Lockdown Rams because they are popping those Blue Chew left and right. Three of the first four drives led to touchdowns, so right there's your proof. Blue Chew kicks in right away. And I got to give McVay credit because... He finally is allowing the defense to share it with the offense. That's been great because our defense has been lights out as well. Stiffening up all over the board in the secondary, 
on the D-line. Those guys are bringing it. Blue Chew, remember, you can take day or night. So whether it's a morning game or a Sunday night football game, the Rams don't have to worry on a full stomach, empty stomach, Gatorade, you name it. Blue Chew is going to kick in and work for you. No more going to the pharmacy and having to wait in doctor's appointments and all that stuff. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to you. It's made in the U.S. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when using the promo code Locked on. All you do is pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew. B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Promo code locked on. Blue Chew is better, faster, and the cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Right, we are joined here on the Friday Hype Edition with LA Rams team reporter Serena Morales. Make sure to go give her a follow on Twitter. That's at Serena and on Instagram at Morales Morales. Always a bunch of fun content from game day stuff to just what's happening around the office, which usually cracks me up more than anything else. You guys have a great time there. And it really kind of shows a little bit of background of, you know, you always hear the we, not me. And this we includes a lot of other people that help put this thing together. So go give a follow. Always fun content. Um, and then, you know, as we look at what we were just kind of coming out, we were talking about, um, you know, the offensive line. And I love talking with you other than football things, things outside of football. And we saw today that Andrew Whitworth was announced as a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Each team represents gets one representative, and that was Andrew Whitworth for the Rams. It's also his 38th birthday. Uh, tell me a little bit more about Big Wit and how awesome he is and how this award kind of comes to fruition here for him. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you don't do enough with, like, come on, man, what are you doing here? He just keeps up in the ante here when it comes to good deeds and being, you know, bigger than, you know, human, which is very true, uh, literally and um, and, and figuratively speaking, because it looks like a redwood forest tree. I always <laughs> make that uh, comparison. But, um, no, Wit what's what's impressive about Witt and he's 38 years old and he's still playing football and he's taking care of his body as best as possible and he's a mentor on the team on both offense and defense you know when he goes against some of the young rookie D linemen he is constantly hey let me talk to you let me help you figure things out da 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 I remember last year John Franklin Myers uh told me he was just like you know one of the best teammates I had on the Rams was was Andrew Whitworth because he's pulled me aside and he's like, this is what they're going to do to you. And here's how I can help you. And it's like literally going on the other side of the ball and Whit is still helping out as best as possible. And then he's a great father and he's a great husband to Melissa. And so um, his nomination for the Walter Payton man of the year from the Rams is a lot because um, I think a lot of the guys on the Rams do a ton, but uh, the things that Witt does, just to name a few, you know, he's got his big Witt 77 foundation. He's all about the kids. Like, he's all right. about trying to inspire youth and um, and ways to do that. And he's always like, you know, there's different ways to make impact, impact on, on kids' lives, right? It's like being there. It's financial help. Um, and so his his foundation does a lot. Um, it's, a, it's a scholarship program. Melissa, his wife, helps out with a lot of obviously the management side. So shout out to Melissa because, you know, this is as much of a Andrew Whitworth award as it is just the Whitworth family as a whole. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they're super, um, you know, and they're, they're striving to help kids out in whatever way possible. So it's really like the first part of it is 
with school supplies and helping them out with guys that don't, you know, kids that don't have and are less fortunate financially. And then there's a second part of it. They have, um, uh, it's called open arms. That's basically an adoption. Um, Melissa's passion, it sort of supports her more, but her passion to support and encourage families, um, who want to adopt children. Um, so they, they're supporting the open arms foundation and it's actually in Louisiana to help financial aid to families in the process of adopting. So there's that. And then you obviously can't forget what he did where he donated a paycheck uh, last year when there were the fires and right. the shootings in California. Um, he donated a paycheck to help uh, family members of those affected by both tragedies. So he's, he, you know, his kids are in sports leagues out in Thousand Oaks and, you know, there's just a ton that, that Wit does, and it's ridiculous the amount of things that he's con- constantly doing because usually you're just like, here, here's one fat check right. here, you know, <laughs> that you can just do and right. whatever. But this man co- constantly shows up, and he still is a constant role model in the locker room, and there's not, you know, you, you don't have enough of a podcast to talk about all the things that Wit does. He's a big, bigger-than-life human and, and, and really, it, it goes to show why he's got this nomination um, again, because it's not, it's not his first nomination. Right. So he just does a lot. And uh, it's cool that, you know, Los Angeles is his newer home and he's still, you know, doing what he can. He's part of the Make-A-Wish um, group that, you know, helps raise money to grant r- wishes for, you know, children fighting like life-threatening diseases. Boom, Whitworth is there and donating money and making you know, kids' dreams come true. So can't say enough about Wit. I could really write a whole story. You can actually <laughs> read. Um, Stuart wrote a story on, on Whitworth's, um, all of the things that Whitworth does with Melissa, his wife, and you can read that on therams.com. So. I love it. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up... Go Andrew uh, Whitworth. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up uh, his wife, Melissa, there because they are it, truly family goals when you look at what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it, it just is from every aspect that of their family is putting out and trying to help out. And it just makes me so sad that I'm just not sure if he's going to be back again. Like that's the hardest thing is knowing like I, this has been, we've, we've been spoiled not only with his play, which is now even picking up in the last five, six weeks, we've seen his play go through the roof and what we've been accustomed Mm -hmm. to, but then the things he does off the field. So I know he convinced himself and with the family decision to come back one more year, I don't know if there's an opportunity that we can maybe even go, how about one more year? Uh, We'll see how that kind of shakes out, but uh, an an incredible uh, person that we got to have here be a part of this organization and really going back to the outlier of this organization, just exactly the type of role model you want as you're getting all these young guys in to kind of show like what the Rams are about and uh, guys like that have really helped distill that with Sean McVay and the rest of the coaching staff. So amazing stuff there. Uh, we're going to switch the gear here a little bit. We're going to go to uh, a conversation that was really had today during the press conference. And Todd Gurley came and hit the mic and was talking with the L.A. local media and uh, some other media members. And I got hit up from one of my listeners, Mike Cook. So shout out to him for reaching out with a question. But, you know, he really got to me and said, hey, did you watch this press conference? What are your thoughts on, you know, Todd Gurley's attitude and confidence level? You know, he was talking about Dallas 
you know, being in a better position to them, which I understand what he was trying to say there because they're in first place right now, whether the record is different and whatnot. But, you know, if you right. look back a few years ago when he was on the set with Michael Irvin after, I think it was even the 49ers game, I can't remember, but they had the Cowboys up next and he said, hey, we're going to go down to Dallas. We're going to whoop up on your boys, Michael Irvin. And he had this swagger about him. Is it something that he just butts head with the local media because the whole pushing on the knee and the health stuff? Or is he kind of just like, this is the last thing I want to do? As you mentioned earlier in the first segment, like it's, you know, week 14, 15, like everyone's hurt. Like no one's feeling great. Is he just kind of over it or what? What's his thought? What are your feelings around Todd Gurley and, and kind of the, the passion he has on a day-to-day basis? So Todd Gurley is really what you want to look at when it comes to the, like Todd Gurley is an outlier when it comes to like physical strength, like uh, uh, at, when you look at an athlete, the, the peak is right. The LeBron James, the Todd Gurley's, the, you know, Derek Jeter's. Right. I always throw in a friggin' Yankee for some reason. <laughs> but I, you know, like, or, or Jock Peterson, right? There, there's, like, guys who are, like, this is the epitome of what you want to physically be capable of doing on a field, and here you are, Todd Gurley. If I'm going to be like, hey, can I get the best running back in football, someone is going to deliver me Todd Gurley, right? right? So that's the problem, is that we expect these guys to then go, hey, I want you to be the best person in your field. I want you to be the best, best. And then I also want you to be capable of doing another X, Y, and Z expectation right. because that's what we need out of you. And that is my like biggest faux pas, like pet peeve when it comes to, you know, how we are in, you know, and I, I, I genuinely feel guys who are just, they, they're so focused on the rest of the world and their football and their sports and their that, that it takes a lot to be able to speak to media. Like the, the number one fear in the world is public speaking. Right. Number one fear. And so we expect as reporters who have somehow overcome this fear and not all reporters obviously have, like, they still have that fear. They're like, well, I can't talk on camera, but they write or whatever. Right. We're still expecting players, athletes, to be able to not have that fear because they play sports. No, the same goes. And I'm not saying that Todd Gurley has a fear of whatever, but Todd, is, this is not his priority. It, it doesn't need to be. Like, right. obviously, we expect our top athletes to talk once a week because, you know, we got to hear from them. We got to know what the matchup is and that, da, da, da. But it's not like Todd's not giving answers. Todd's giving what he wants to give, and he's being Todd, and – you got to respect him for, you know, hey, this is what you're going to get. And, um, and you know, honestly, it's just, yeah, it's part of the job. I mean, to me, I just think it's like he's got to do homework, you know, like he's already doing homework <laughs> and now you got to grade papers. Like yeah. teachers love to teach, but they don't want to grade the papers. Like I want to always, you know, do interviews, but I also have to do the research, right? And so there's just those types of things. And I think that is can be said for Todd Gurley, like, some guy, you know, you're going to have obviously the handful of guys that are like, hey, I can speak, I can do this or whatever, and it's fine. But not everyone cares for it. And this is probably his, like, the one thing that's like, ah, I got to do it. And I got to, I'll, I'll give Todd Grady, Gurley credit because last night there was an American Airlines um, sponsor, uh, sponsored dinner that a uh, handful of Rams fans won a contest and they had a private dinner like sit down dinner with Todd Gurley and I got to go to just kind of moderate some quite a Q&A with Todd and 
he was so awesome when it comes down to like fans right when it comes down to family when it comes down to his teammates that dude is number one numero uno the guy that you want um to have in your uh, in your pocket on your side he will support you he's always checking in on um like he actually said this the other day uh, or yesterday, Rameek Wilson, who used to play for, he was a linebacker for the Rams last season. Uh, Rameek just got picked up uh, to the Carolina Panthers, and he was like, "Oh, Rameek got picked up," and I, you know, I gave him a little, you know, text to just say congrats and da da da. Like this is Todd Gurley, so yeah, he might not like pressers, but you know, again, we all don't like certain parts of our jobs, and there are days where you're gonna get a really good Todd and. You know, there are days that Todd's just going to show you what he's got, but it's on the field. He was joking around today. I put it on my Instagram earlier. You know, he uh, he was just like, yeah, we're already on the side and we got to move over even more because Robert Woods, you know, <laughs> caught a, a long pass that was thrown his way and he had to move out of the way. But it was, you know, he jokes. But, uh, yeah, it's just everyone's got their own thing that's just not their cup of tea and, yeah, and, you know, maybe fans are like, Todd doesn't seem enthusiastic, but I'm like, dude, he's exhausted. <laughs> like, what do we want? What well, else do we want? I'd rather take the stiff arm, you know? <laughs> well, I, I like that you were, and that's why I want to ask this question, because obviously you're there. You're getting some of these other experiences with them, and that's my experience. I, I've met him twice. Uh, once when they first got out here, I did a camp. Uh, down in Watts with a couple players, and he came down, and he made sure everyone got an opportunity to have a second with him and talk, and he was looking you in the eye, and, you know, I mean, he was there with you when he was there with you, which is, I yeah. think, really important, and then at training camp, I was way down the fence, and I was just kind of leaning over with my girly jersey, and I, I really didn't expect any type of attention, and I wasn't going to jump up and down, and he saw me from a distance and jogged over to me after you know, a, a practice in training camp. This was not la this year, but That's last year. Awesome. And came down and was like, hey, man, sorry, I wanted to make sure I got you and, and didn't leave anybody. And if you're there, if you've ever been to training camp, watch that guy hang out and talk with kids and take pictures and autographs. And you understand that he does love the game and he is a passionate person. And hearing those stories with the United Dinner and things like that, when he's with you on a personal level and just when he gets up in the mic, I think this great uh, analogy that uses uh, the teacher. They love teaching, but don't like going home and grading the paperwork, right? Like that's like my mom was a teacher and she's like, Oh, I gotta go do grade papers, but I gotta get them back, yeah. right? And that's a perfect analogy of like, look, I'm a football player, I'll deal with the fans, I will be that nice guy up in front, and I'll be your franchise guy. But when I gotta come and answer about my knee for the twelfth straight week and how you feeling, like I'm yeah. not I'm kinda over it. So uh that's exactly what I wanted from you is to get that understanding. Cause I think when we see it, sometimes you do get a little frustrated, but understanding that is the one piece of the puzzle compared to this whole person that's out there. Uh, so awesome stuff there. And we're going to talk a little bit further. We're going to do our uh, take your pick coming up. We're also going to do some predictions. So we got more. Hang with us. Third segment coming up. Serena Morales, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams, Hype Friday right after this. Also sponsoring the podcast, my man Billy Adams down there at Metro Infinity. If you guys don't know where to find him, it's easy. It's just off the 210 in Monrovia. That's 821 East Central Monrovia. You got to go check out their brand new multi-million dollar facility. They've got an amazing selection of new and used cars. And like I said, we're on a two-game win streak. We are at the high of highs for this ramp. So head down to the dealership. Try out a car. Go for a test drive. Enjoy yourself. They've got some amazing vehicles down there. Right now, you can get a 2019 Q50 Luxury with $1,500 down. Is $350 a month with tax included. 
Oh, and if you mention Lockdown Rams, he's going to get you $500 off right there on the spot. And again, you know about them already, but they're not like your other dealerships. They're not going to haggle you for price. They're not going to stalk you and call you every five seconds. No, they're going to make this a comfortable buying experience because they don't just want you as a customer this one time. They want to build you as a customer for life, and they are going to represent that in the best customer service possible. They are the only dealer in California that's been family-owned and has been in business for over 25 years. Plus, they're the number one volume dealer in California. So you got to go check them out. Say what's up to my man, Billy Adams. Give him a call, 626-599-7510, or go online, metroinfinity.com. Again, Metro Infinity, 821 East Central Monrovia, just off the 210 in Monrovia, and a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. All right, we are back third and final segment, Friday edition, hype edition, your last chance to hear us talk before this game on Sunday as the team flies down to Dallas, take on the Dallas Cowboys, six and seven, nothing to brag about, but the players are there. They've got the talent. Wade Phillips talked about that in his press conference, like, hey, you know, they are the, the you know, top passing offense. They've got Zeke Elliott that's top five in rushing. Their defense has got big name players. We're seeing Robert Quinn again, former Rams. There's a lot of stuff that the Rams have to go down and still be focused about. But we're going to set off this as we usually do in the third segment. We're going to do a take your pick. Uh, I got a little fun question for you at the end, Serena, and then we'll do our predictions as well. So we'll start with take your pick. Tyler Higby's been on fire lately. It's been awesome to watch. Um, so much so that he's put himself, he's catapulted himself into fourth on the team in receiving in just really two weeks. It's amazing what he's done. 14 catches in the past two games. So uh, with that understood here and going down to Dallas, take your pick. More receiving yards, and this may sound crazy, more receiving yards, Tyler Higby or Cooper Cup. Remember, Cooper Cup coming off his career low in snaps last game. Obviously, McVay switches up game plans from week to week, but more receiving yards, Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby. That's a good one. Um... Man, I, honestly, I'm going to give it to Higby. And it's more of just like, who knows, because Sean's changing everything up. But Higby's feeling it these days. And he is on a roar. And I want to see him to keep going because he's done such a great job stepping up with Gerald Everett being out. And I want to see him keep going. And, you know, the Cowboys, you know, are probably more man coverage. And so, like, obviously you could you could give it to Coop because he's able to, like, get open on those types of coverages but I just think Higby's done such a great job I want to give it to to Higgy just because I mean he's on a he's on a tear and you might as well keep going I like doing it. it I like it and looking at the last two matchups the two defenses we paid played with Arizona and Seattle they're the top or the bottom five in coveraging and in coveraging uh, tight end. So there is some matchup good stuff there, but Dallas is is middle of the pack, so he's still got a good chance. I'm with you, though. I think they're going to make sure just because Cooper wasn't involved last game, they're going to still make sure that Cooper Cup doesn't beat him and still try to force someone else to, to get that done. So I think Tyler Higby keeps this rolling. We've seen the offense really flow well the way that it's going this way, so finding ways to continue to get him involved. I mean, man, he's a great not only pass blocking, but getting out there and then catching the ball and running afterwards has been amazing. It's not just catch, you know, catch 
catching, picking up the nine yards and going down. He's catching it and then running for another 10. So I'm with you. I got Tyler Higby here again. I wouldn't be surprised. I think either way, it's a good sign for us. But I'm also playing Cooper Cup in a fantasy playoff. So, you know, Cooper, if you just keep it minimal, let Tyler go off again, that'd be great. Um, And as we kind of go on to the defensive side of the ball, they've also been on fire, right? Six sacks in each of their last two games. Uh, and 30 sacks since the addition of Jalen Ramsey. So they've really turned it up as far as getting the quarterback and the pressure. A lot of that helps from the man coverage. And Wade even talked about that and, and how that uh, works out to their favor in the press conference again today. Uh, so, you know, and, and this is going to be a defense versus offense matchup here and a take your pick. And on the other side, as we talked about Mr. Todd Gurley, he's getting more involved through the air. I think he had four catches last game and they're starting to utilize uh, dumping the ball down to him as well. So take your pick more sacks by the defense or more receptions from Todd Gurley. Ooh. Oh, uh, I would say Todd Gurley. I think the focus is to get Todd the ball. I think that's working well for us. Um, and I, you know, I, I just think I've heard from multiple, you know, players just this week, like, you know, we're trying to, to make sure our, our run game is because it just opens up the game for everybody else. I heard Jared say it, I've coach say it, players are saying it. Um, hey, Todd stepped up and he's showing like, yo, this is why I'm the top running back in the NFL. Give me the ball. And so I'm going to I'm gonna give it to Todd. I like it. I like it. And I was leaning Todd originally. And then as I kind of went into some of these stats and was looking at how on fire this defense line's playing, um, I'll just go with the other side. I think it's going to be close, though. I think it could be five receptions for Todd Gurley and then six sacks for the defense. But they're getting there. And it's not even just Aaron Donald. Obviously, he's getting there, too. But we're getting a lot of people, uh, even when Ebu comes in there, he is still making hay and getting oh, to the yeah. quarterback. And uh, Oboe's done a great job of putting pressure on. So I think that just at by the time that Dallas, because I think we'll get into predictions here in a second, but I think that Dallas is going to be pass-heavy near the end, and it's going to give some opportunities that the Rams know it is a rush type of situation. So I'm going to go defense here, but not by much. I think it's going to be close, and I'm excited to hear you say that about Todd Gurley uh, as the involvement of him because I think that's what we ask for and hope for every game as we've seen the success when they do that. Uh, and then last question, is it so much a take your pick? This is more of a uh, just a fun question for you. I heard J.B. Long had Nasimba Webster on his podcast, uh, I think it was this week, but he was talking about a touchdown dance for Nasimba Webster. He said, hey, if you get in there, I mean, would you do the Lion King where you hold the ball as Simba, you know, kind of the whole name thing? And, <laughs> and Simba kind of said, well, I think I'd maybe do more like the ash mark on the forehead of the football, and I, I'd kind yeah. of go that direction. So if Serena Morales, we asked you what you would do if you're a coach. If Serena Morales scores a touchdown, what's your touchdown dance? What are you doing if you get in the end zone? Oh, my God. I am I would probably Homer Simpson that sucker. I would probably just, like, <laughs> throw myself on the ground and run around in a circle as, like, crazy as possible and then have someone interview me with football because, obviously, I'm a reporter. So I would, like, have, like, Jared – interview me with the football like what did you think of that play and i'm like i dominated <laughs> after i'd circle around as homer simpson i like it after. i like it a homer uh yeah. crazy homer mixed in with a you know jared goff interview to you <laughs> I, that's great that's great because i was like i'm gonna kind of put her on the spot here and see what she comes up with but that is awesome i love it because uh i think it's one of those things as you know, non-football players, average human beings that you think you see these guys get in, either you're like so judgmental again on what they're doing or you're like, oh, I would so do this. But uh, I love it. That's an awesome one. So that slides us right into our predictions here Uh, down in Dallas. Talk to me about, you know, how you see this game going and and a score prediction. 
did we have? We had 28 last game. Did we get? Yeah, 28. I mean, I'm always, I'm always, I'm always in my 20s, right? So I think I said last week. I think I said 20, 23, 21, or something like that. Yeah, you were right there. Um, so I want to, I want to, I want to give the Rams maybe a little more. I might like maybe it's maybe it's 28. I'd like to repeat what we did on offense. Um, so I want to say 28, maybe, maybe 28, 21 is my final, final score. They have a really good offense, but yeah. our defense is playing well. I think if we stop Zeke and again, we kind of do what we've been doing to quarterbacks these days, that's going to keep it low, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that, you know, obviously they've got one of the best running backs in the league also. And again, a high powered offense, our defense has shown up. They've kept freaking great offenses from scoring offensively period but i don't want to ignore the fact that look the cowboys record is not indicative of who they are and what they're capable of doing i just want to see our rams offense be hot early i think you know getting aggressive moving the sticks and getting these getting these fun touchdowns involved i kind of see like a josh reynolds scoring a touchdown like let's just throw everyone in there kind of thing so I want to. I'm going to say 28-21. I like it. And Josh Reynolds has been playing really good, and, and he got a ton of snaps in the last game as well. And, and really on those end of rounds was extremely uh, valuable for us in, in moving the football. So uh, I'd love to see him get involved. And it's about time. He's a little overdue. I like it. Josh Reynolds, kind of a call there for a touchdown. I've got it, and I've actually stuck with this prediction all week. I think someone's going to call me out later, but I'm pretty sure I have. Um, and I'm, I'm still I'm coming down. I was living in the thirties forever. And then I went all the way down to like the teens cause we couldn't get anything going. And I felt like I was jinxing us almost in a way, but, uh, I'm back in the twenties. I got a 27, 13. I think the Rams are, I think their defense, although this Dallas team is great. I think what I've seen in the past two weeks from them is when they get behind and if the Rams can get up early and be dominant on defense, that, I don't want to say they are quitting on their coach, and I don't think it's on their coach, but they're easy to kind of get out of a game. And I think we can get them out of their rhythm. You talked about that, doing that with uh, Russell Wilson. I think we can do that with their offense and kind of just unmotivate them a little bit to kind of close that game. And I may be wrong, but I got it 27-13. I think this Rams defense, they've proven to us that they're not giving up a ton of points, that even 13 points is a lot. Uh, They only gave up, what, six last week or three last week. One was the Jared Goff interception return. So uh, if he can control the football, Jared Goff on the offense, and and take care of it and not give up too great a field position on the other side, 27-13 I think is very doable. But, hey, you you mentioned it, man. This team is – you know, still statistically up there with the best of them on the offensive side. So we'll see how it shakes out. But Serena, we appreciate it. We always enjoy having you here for the Friday Hype Edition. Uh, Enjoy the game. We look forward to talking to you next week. Again, talking playoffs, and hopefully we're one step closer. So you have a good one, and and look forward to talking to you again. Uh, Thanks, we appreciate it. Let's go Rams. With that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace.